the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Welcome back. A lot of stuff going on over the last week or so. Just amazing watching everything happen. Just seems like life is like a movie anymore. Yeah. I guess it uh, is probably closer to a movie than it's ever been with people having cell phone cameras all around the world and posting stuff up on um, Facebook and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. I think it's a, uh, uh, interesting. Um, it's nothing to panic about, you know, financially. Actually, financial markets are hanging in there pretty good. They were down a lot more than this over the pandemic than they are over this, but it's still early yet. So I wouldn't uh, be counting my chickens before they hatch, um, so to speak. I don't know how many people know what that means anymore. <laughs> That's an old one. So anyway. We're going to be uh, just talking a little bit about the uh, overall economy, what the impact of war generally has on economies uh, all over the place, and how you might want to start repositioning some of your assets. Um, my personal favorite is investing in funds that reposition the assets for me. Uh, that That's a really good thing to do. It saves a lot on labor and taxes, by the way. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, during the show today. And if you have a call or a question... I'm sorry, if you have a caller. If you have a question, just call me. Um, my number is 330-664-0700. That's my office number. Or you can go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. If you'd like to talk about your own situation, uh, feel free to email me, and uh, we'll do the best we can to help you the best we can. And if you're listening to this show and you're a long-time listener, thanks. I've got a lot of people that are doing that. At some point in time, we're going to have a seminar when things open up a little bit. So haven't seen a lot of people for a long time. That should be a pretty nice event. And um, anyway, again, if you've got 
any questions whatsoever, you can reach out to me on the website, bullingtoncapital.com. You can call me, and uh, the phone number is there, the 330-664-0700. And, uh, cause these, are, uh, these are really trying times. I mean, really trying times. And it's got a lot of people incredibly upset. And I just need to remind you that, you know, of our recent history, you know, we had a Korean War and we had a, a war in Vietnam that wasn't like the World Wars. And so we had a, a Korean War, we've had a Vietnam War, Vietnamese War, and it wasn't like the World War, but we, um, you know, very, very difficult time periods. And, you know, this, we're going to get through this. I, I really think that uh, Putin's made some big mistakes, and I think this is, uh, this is not going to be over anytime super soon, uh, but it is going to be over. And I have uh, a feeling that, Russia, the poor people in Russia are the ones that are, are actually going to be suffering in uh, the most out of all this. And there are a lot of reasons why. And I know everybody's got an opinion. And, you know, I get opinions all the time. I mean, having a radio program and, and throwing my email address out there, you should see the opinions I get. <laughs> Pretty interesting. The vast majority of them never have a, a uh, they don't back up their claims. The vast majority of them make claims and statements without any real evidence. And so if, if you're one of those, then I would say, you know, I'm probably going to delete that email pretty quickly. Um, probably won't even respond to it. But uh, if you're going to make a statement, you need to have a reasonable reason. And you can send me a clip of the article if you'd like to. Uh, but uh, you need to have a reasonable reason to have the opinion. And everybody's entitled to their opinions. And most people... I have opinions that you know, they don't do a lot of research on. And that's the uh, challenging part about a democracy because they still have voices and they still want to be heard despite the fact they're not doing real research. <laughs> and it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's fun at times and other times it's really tiring. And I know you all know what that means. Anybody that's ever been married understands exactly what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Both sides, by the way, the, uh, yeah, it's funny how we, uh, tend to form opinions. It's one of the things I like about financial markets. They are, uh, um, they're easier. I mean, it's a lot easier to observe what's going on in a financial market and try to come to some conclusion than it is to try to read your partner's mind. <laughs> that is really tough. Or anybody that you know or a friend, you know, it's it's amazing. You never know what they're uh, what they're really thinking. Uh, vast majority of people have a really difficult time, and myself included in, in that category, of expressing themselves in uh, or their their thoughts. So, I guess that's one of the reasons that communication was a was a major in college. I was always amazed by that yeah, because I was young and naive. When I was going to college, I thought communication. I mean, what people just don't listen. The uh, you don't you don't have to say something three times. Yeah, that was basically what they were teaching us in the in the class. It was a speech class, and uh, you had to tell them what you were going to say, then tell them what you just told them you were going to say, and then you had to review what you just said. And I'm thinking, well, are people just not listening? <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were wrong, by the way. You really need to tell somebody about seven times, you know, especially if it's an idea that they're new to. 
uh, or if it's an idea that they have a, a you know psychologists like to refer to it as a cognitive bias if they're already biased against it despite the fact that the evidence points the other way you know that then uh, you're probably not going to be able to convince those people and it's been my experience it's it's not really um a good use of your time or effort to try to do that because if people's minds are made up they generally you know stay that way for an extremely long time period as for me, I just wanted to know how the, how stuff worked. You know, really, just how does it work? I can take it. You know, give me the real facts and uh, just just do that. And so that's kind of how I run my practice. It's you tell me what you're trying to do. I'll tell you the ways that you could accomplish those goals, uh, and I'll differentiate those from the ones where you can't. I, I, I laugh all the time when I get ads. Uh, and numerous people will send me an ad saying, hey, can you get this? And you look at the age of the ad, it's typically a CD, and it's either a few months old or several years old. And uh, they go back to those time periods. I'm like, wow, I can't believe you saved that all this time. But, uh, and by the way, it's fairly common. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, holy cow, that's a, uh, that, that's amazing, um, especially in, you know, Today, I think uh, almost everybody has the internet, and by the way, that that that's going to change. It changes regularly, in fact, and lately it's been kind of killing me. It, it's getting a a little bit better than it was during the middle of the pandemic, um, but there are a lot of things that are just not working like they used to. That companies have changed their their uh, protocols, and a lot of the times they're not announcing those to us users out there are using them you have to call and remain on hold for a long time to get answers and to figure out what what you need to do now so horribly frustrating but you know that's that's what it is that's that's where we're at um things are going to change the only thing constant in life is change and uh i I feel bad for myself (laughs) now i know kind of how my parents felt at at my age when this was first coming out that's actually when the internet was uh, relatively new and uh it took about 30 minutes to download a picture from nasa of the earth or the moon yeah and there was no video yet but uh i was thinking that that was really complicated i thought how how cool that was that you could download this picture and it was in color and and it looked really good yeah you know now you're you're downloading movies and and talking to people it's uh it's it's interesting and there's a lot a lot of work there that's going to be done um by the way wars they have short-term really negative impacts on an economy um they have can have really negative impacts especially if you're the company that's losing uh generally or at least over the past hundred years or so, at the end of the war, things have a tendency to bounce back, and it has a tendency to lift up all the economies, and they tend to expand and get larger than they were before the conflict happened. So that's a uh, you know, if there's a silver lining to this, that's probably one of the thing one of the one of the silver linings. I guess um, there's an awful lot of uh, tragedy now. It's just it's horrible. It's watching stuff on. Uh, television's crazy. I thought it was funny when um, Elon Musk, they, they knocked out, uh, I think, the uh, Internet satellite communications for, um, or not just the Internet, but they were they were taking down the infrastructure uh, in the Ukraine 
And so Elon Musk turned on his satellites to provide internet access to uh, to Ukraine. And I'm like, wow, that is, uh, how cool is that? You know, it, that's amazing. What, and what a lot of younger people don't realize is Elon Musk is a dude. He's just a guy. <laughs> He's not a government. <laughs> he doesn't work for the government. And in fact, I, I know he went to Russia. He visited Russia to try to buy some missiles, uh, not missiles, um, rocket ships that he was going to use in his ventures and uh, going into outer space. And I, I guess they probably should have sold them to him because <laughs> now he's helping Ukraine. I'm just being kind of facetious about that. But it is interesting that an individual, a private citizen, can stand up and really have a major impact on one of the biggest countries in the world, you know, by himself. So uh, hats off. Yeah, I think that's awesome uh, and uh, just just amazing. And, and it sets a precedent, I think, for uh, other world leaders. They, they can get involved. They can have a good impact. Some of them, I'm sure, going to have a you know, negative impact. But overall, this is a uh, that's a really good thing. And it's just uh, it's amazing. What's really amazing is how much work still has to be done. In especially in America, I mean, America's not like Europe or Asia. They have their population is much denser than ours is. Why does that matter? Well, they've got more potential customers. The more people that live in an area, there's no doubt in my mind that New York City consumes more water, more electricity, more food, more gas, more cars, more clothing than Cleveland does by far. Why? Because they have more people. That's it. They have more people. People need to eat. They need to wear clothing. Well, most of them anyway. The, uh, they need to, to get transportation. They're going to have to have jobs. So when you have fewer people, there are fewer potential customers. And that's one of the, one of the drawbacks, actually, to the United States. We are not as uh, heavily populated. Now, I happen to like the fact that we're not as heavily populated. And I'm sure a lot of people like that, too. But from uh, you know, the cost of extending all these services like Internet and uh, um, satellite, when you've got fewer people to be able to subscribe and sign up for your services, it has a tendency to go a little bit slower. That's one of the reasons that, you know, you look at a lot of the video on countries, uh, our cities, newer cities around the world, Singapore, China, um, lots of different places, but now that I hear the music, I got to take a real quick com commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I will be right back. Talking about what's going on in Russia and all over the world. And you know, actually, I've, I've pre recorded this show, by the way. So if you're trying to call in, I apologize. Yeah, but you can reach me in my office, 330 664 0700. 330 664 0700. Or you can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. Um, what we do at Bullington Capital is we actually help people manage their money and we kind of focus on retirement planning. Well, not kind of. We do focus on retirement planning. It is a 
it's incredibly difficult to accumulate enough money to replace the value of your job. That is incredibly difficult. The vast majority of people end up having to take a big pay cut when they get to retirement. That's actually not all that necessary, depending on how old you are when you start. But uh, if you'd like us to take a really quick look at it, we use some software that we get from a company called BlackRock. Uh, They're the largest asset manager on the planet. And in a few minutes, I can tell you what you could expect reasonably uh, to have as far as a you know what your retirement income looks like. We'll take your Social Security, any other sources of income that you have. We add it to the software. We add up the amount of savings that you have, uh, your how much risk you want to take, and you know, in less than thirty seconds, it'll spit out a what they call a sustainable uh, income for retirement. Sustainable means there's a 90% or or better chance that you don't run out of money. (laughs) That's the, uh, what we're looking for. We want to be up in that that top 10%. And it's, it's kind of neat. You if you wanted to come in, uh, we can do that as well. You just add up the, the value of all your assets. And by the way, here's, this is one of the things that has really been bothering me for a very long time. All this stuff you hear and you read about, in most financial publications, they're trying to scare you, uh, and they talk about, "Hey, look, look how much you're going to pay for health care in retirement." Well, you want to see something really? Scary. If you're going to say it that way, okay, and think about how much money you're going to spend on food, or electricity, or the number of cars that you will have over a 30-year time period. Okay, the uh, and it just kills me that that the industries, the financial industries especially the, the financial news industries, keep publishing that stuff. I mean, it, it's, you know, so what? Have you ever seen what the stock market's done over long time periods? Uh, have you ever seen what investing regularly over long time periods has done for a lot of people that are in invested that way? It, it, it's mind boggling. So don't get caught up in it. It's not as difficult as they make it out to be. Uh, are there big expenses? Yeah, there are big expenses. And in the future, I'm, I'm working on trying to get some people that come to come in uh, to work on areas or to talk about areas that, that I'm not active in because basically I'm not licensed. I'm not a uh, I'm not an attorney, so I can't give a lot of legal advice, I, I, but I can understand the legal advice. And I've been doing this for so long that when you have an issue or a problem, I can tell you uh, I can give you a ref, a referral and be able to talk with the attorney with you or for you for a client. And uh, that that's a big deal because when you haven't been doing it for a long time and somebody who has been doing it for a long time, I find professionals have a tendency to think that people understand what they're talking about. And a lot of times people are just uh, embarrassed to say, look, I don't understand. And so then, then you end up having some problems. That's that, I'd like to avoid that if possible. And it's the same way in, in any industry. It's like my business. You know, when you're a registered investment advisor, there's an awful lot of material there. And it would be nice to not have to learn about all that stuff. Um, and a lot of people don't, which is fine. Uh, but you're relying on luck. I mean, you're literally relying on luck when you are putting together plans um, not that you can't. I mean, I believe you can do anything. I mean, I, I know you can fix your car now. All you have to do is uh, pull up a YouTube video. You no, know, just just start following that for a little bit, right? The uh, 
And uh, by the way, the cars are probably on a, on about the same level as uh, a lot of financial instruments that, that are out there. You might not want to use them. In fact, one of the instruments that I talk about a lot is actually incredibly complicated if you start reading all about all the fine print, it's incredibly complicated, and that's a fixed indexed annuity. And we've been talking about those because bond prices are so low. And look what's happened to the bond market over the past. Well, let's let's take here's the uh, total bond market ETF from Vanguard. Okay, it's it's one of the better performing, one of the lowest costs. Okay, it was eighty nine thirty five on eight six of two thousand twenty. Now it's 81.42. It's down about 8%. It has paid a dividend over that time period. So if you reinvested the entire dividend, you're only down about 2% or so. Now, those are bonds down 2% since 2020. And if you go back to the beginning of the pandemic, they still fluctuate. They just don't they don't drop as much as stocks do. But on an intraday basis, uh, they were down about 14% in a little over uh, a week. So, and those are bonds and those are, that's a bond index fund. It's got hundreds, maybe even thousands of bonds in it. W- why is that important? Well, because it's really diversified, but that whole pool of diversified bonds dropped like that. <laughs> so um, you have to understand that that they're not as volatile as stocks are, but they still have a lot of volatility. And it's the reason that one, the main reason that I've been talking about these uh, fixed index annuities. Um, and the thing that I have been focusing on from the very beginning are what are the guarantees? What am I guaranteed? Okay. It's particularly when it comes to income. What are my guarantees? So if I'm looking at, uh, let's see here, I'm going to, I'll pull up a, an example. I'm going to put somebody who's coming up on retirement age, maybe 65 years old and is going to be retiring in two years. And so let's say 67, by the way, you have to wait for uh, one year to start taking income from this particular product. So as you're 65 years old, it's going to take it in two years. All right, showing you my lifetime income. I'm working this as we speak. Uh, if you'd like a link to this website that I'm using, just email me. I'll be glad to send it to you. No problem whatsoever. So if I were 65 and I'm going to start at 66 taking income, for every $100,000 that I invested, I'd get 6310 bucks a year as of today. Now, by the way, those numbers change. Um the number could be higher or lower by the time you are actually able to process an application. Those applications are like taking out a mortgage anymore. It's like 50, 60 pages. Just that, that, that's killing me too. But uh, bottom line is, you know, if you put a hundred thousand bucks in there uh, and you wanted to take income out of it a year later, the income would be 6310. And that is a uh, guaranteed and the guarantee is as good as the company that's making the guarantee. It's not like the government. This is from Nationwide. Um, but at 6310 bucks, you'd get for the rest of your life. That's pretty good. Now, if you waited, okay, let's say you waited another year. You got to that point, and you didn't want to take it. Uh, actually, that was the, uh, I'm sorry, that was at 67. Uh, 66, it would be 5803 If you delayed it, it goes to 6310 
If you delayed it again one more year, it goes to 6832 It's roughly, it's right around 7%. And they guarantee that every year that you delay it, the income goes up by 7% for the first 10 years. So that's what you want to pay attention to. What is my income? And uh, if it's, is it guaranteed? But what is my income when I decide to take it? And instead of knowing, you know, having to take it out next year, you can wait. You can put it off for 10 years. But you would know that if you started, you're 65, next year, you got the $100,000 you put in there, you get 5803 bucks. That's pretty good. A 1% CD will give you how much? 1000 bucks. You know, the difference between a CD is you can sell it uh, or you can just cash it in. And these, if you cash them in, they're they're penalties. You don't want to do that. You you do not want to do this with money that you think you're going to need to take back out. That's a horrible idea because you will end up paying uh, penalties for doing that. So anyway, if you want more information on it, just out of uh, curiosity, I looked. And so if you started this when you were 65 and 10 years later, you you put it off for 10 years. You put 100,000 bucks in 10 years from now, you're going to start taking income from it. And it was, it's right now it's guaranteed to be 11,620, 11,620. That's a lot off of a hundred thousand bucks. That That's, that's a ton. So anyway, if you'd like more information on this, if you'd like to, to have access to this website so that you can go in and put your own numbers in there, you can put your own ages and the kind of money you can also solve for the uh, income that you'd like to have. You, you tell it how much income you'd like to have, and it'll tell you how much money you'd have to have to be able to do that. And, and again, the, the reason I'm bringing these up is because fixed income, the interest rates are just so low. And uh, I just don't know if anybody has the courage to raise interest rates anytime soon, especially with all the, the debt that's been piling on. You know, when you when you do that, the government end, ends up having to spend more money on interest expense because the government borrows a lot of money. They, the government borrows money to fund their finances. And when they have to raise interest rates on the bonds that they're paying on those uh, on the borrowings that they made, they have to. Um, well, actually, they don't have to. The market will respond when their rate when interest rates go up by forcing bond prices down. But the government has so much debt right now to raise interest rates a lot would be uh, very damaging to the overall economy because they'd have to be spending more money on uh, interest expense instead of the grid or all the other things that they do, putting the the highway system, the military. Uh, That money's got to come from somewhere. It's going to come from those other budgets. That's why I'm not so sure that interest rates are going to go real high anytime real soon because when interest rates are uh, moving up, that increases your costs again, just to review. And we've got an awful lot of debt. So I just can't imagine them, and they might, maybe they will. And you want to talk about wild fluctuating markets. I mean, markets will be going all over the place. If <laughs> if somebody got back into the Fed's position the way Paul Volcker was in in the early 80s and had the same kind of courage that he does. Now, our debt to GDP ratio back then was a lot lower than it is today. The debt to GDP is like how much debt do you have versus how much is your overall income uh, for the country? 
That, that's kind of what it's similar to. Well, the level that it is now is surpassing the level it was after World War II, which was the highest that it had ever been. So we're in. when they say it's different this time, people have no idea <laughs> just how different these markets really are. And it's one of the reasons that stocks have done so well over time, because uh, actually, even in the past five years, they've done very well. Um, it's not what people want because everybody wants everything that goes straight up, never comes down and, uh, you know, gives them a 10% tax-free return with uh, 6% of that being a, a dividend that's also tax-free. Never going to happen. But the yeah, bottom line is it doesn't have to happen for you to be able to reach your goals. You just have to sit down and try to figure out where you are, where you need to be. And that's probably one of the hardest things for a lot of people uh, to do. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. And we'll be talking about some individual stocks. So stay tuned because uh, my name is Bill Bullington. And I'm going to be here back here in just a couple minutes. Broken souls with smiling faces fighting for surrender for now and the after. Yeah. Just look around and you see that people are scared to say how they really feel. Oh, we a little honesty yeah. You are love If your heart's in a thousand pieces If you're lost and you're far from peace Well I thought that I had seen most everything And that jaded was a people and I'm back. Boy, I hate to interrupt that song. <laughs> anyway, my name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can find me by going to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. If you'd like to reach out, you've got a question, you heard something you'd like more information on, feel free. I can set up a phone meeting. By the way, past week and a half, we had to move our offices, and that is a major task, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> if you've ever done that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But So we're in, an, in a new space. It's actually only about 75 yards away from our old building, um, which is kind of funny, the, uh, but uh, I really like it. I'm excited about it. They've got some meeting facilities there. So there's been an investment club that have been dying to try to help out here and, and get them a good spot to meet. So there's a an auditorium, I think, that'll work very well for that. And it's in the building that we're in, so we don't have to pay anything for it. How cool is that? Um, and we've got a, uh, there's a big lunch area, lounge area. It's, it's really nice. I'm, I'm really glad to have uh, had this opportunity. The opportunity was actually kind of forced on us, but that it was a good thing. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. But so if you have reached out over the past uh, few days, uh, it's been a little hectic trying to get everything in, get everything installed, get all the technology up and running really well again. Well, we've actually took a couple of days and had to work from our homes. We have home offices, all three of us in, in the office there. And uh, we can do anything with, that we need to do from home. But uh, me, Gary and Melissa, both we, we all like to get into the office uh, it's just, I, it's a nice environment and uh, we're more, much more productive there just, just because we're away from home. 
And that's one of the things that they're not talking about, the, the lack in some productivity, because I know it's there. I know people are not nearly as productive. It's not all people. You know, I'm sure some people are very correct. Maybe I would be surprised if they did a study like that to show what the effectiveness of working at home is. Um, so bottom line is, you know, reach out to us if you hear something, and uh, we can meet you there. Uh, we can do Internet meetings if you'd like, yeah, whatever you'd like to do. And one of the things I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit more time to do uh, this summer is write a little booklet um, because, you know what, there's not a book. Uh, there, Well, actually, there are thousands of books. There are millions of pages out there on budgeting and investing and, and all this stuff. And the bottom line is it really doesn't need to be that complicated. It really doesn't. You have a certain amount of money. You're going to get a certain amount of Social Security or a pension, whatever it is. Add them up. <laughs> take take four, four to four and a half percent. Now, it depends on your age, by the way. That's one of the reasons I use the BlackRock tool for uh, what kind of income you could reasonably expect to generate. So you take that and then you add it to your Social Security and there you are. You know, that's it. That That's all there is. Uh, now, where people have problems is when they need $100,000 a year to live on and they're only going to be getting 60. Yeah, that 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 can be a problem. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are are not like that, thank goodness. Um those are the types of people I like to call clients. <laughs> they were looking out ahead and uh you know and it's hard. It, and it really you need to start this when you're in your 20s and 30s. You know, good luck talking to that that gang. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some of them are actually very, actually very good. And uh, they've got a lot of tools. They've got a lot of opportunity. And we will be talking about those opportunities going forward. But like I said, we, we really kind of focus on retirement income planning uh, because it is not easy. I mean, it used to be easy. I remember back when we could get a 10% CD, that was a layup. You know, not so much anymore. It's uh, It's harder. So I used to say a lot on the show, well, everybody's investors now. We're all investors now. What I was alluding to is the fact that if you're going to generate returns that are north of 4% a year, okay, think about that for a second. If they're going to be north of 4% a year, you're going to have to take a fairly significant amount of risk. And not that taking risk is bad. Actually, it's good for you the, uh, if you control it. You know, if you control the amount of risk you're taking, then taking some risk, it can be very beneficial. And by the way, I think you're going to have to. Why? Because CDs are paying 1%. So if you're getting 1% and you've got a million dollars, that's only $10,000. That's it. 10000 bucks on a million dollars. By the way, that's before taxes. So you have to pay tax on that. So you, you have to do things that are grandparents and great-grandparents didn't have to do because they could go get a CD that was paying at least 6 or 7%, and, and for a long time they were paying more than 10%. You know, those days are gone for good. Like I can remember when I first left to start my firm, Bullington Capital. It was in the mid-2004, uh, like I think. Yeah, it was 2004. High-yield bonds were paying 11%. Think about it. junk bonds paying eleven percent. Now junk bond fund is fine. It just it's more volatile than a uh, uh, bonds that hold CDs or or treasuries. You know, I don't think there are no bonds hold CDs. By the way, 
<laughs> if you're holding treasuries or government bonds or super high quality bonds, they're not going to pay as much as junk bonds will. Junk bonds are anything rated uh, triple B or less. And sometimes they get a bad bad rap because they've actually been a very good asset class. And right now the income on them is about 45 to 5%. Uh, it's just that they do fluctuate like stocks do. And here, I'm going to pull up a uh, high-yield bond fund. This is the uh, Barclays. And, yeah, back during the pandemic, okay, the price on it went from 110 Oh, it traded briefly, never closed it. The lowest closing price was 86, which is 21%. So it was a little more than half of what the stock market went down. Not quite as much, but the yield on it for like, and by the way, it, it shot back up lickety split. Actually, it recovered faster than the stock market did. So it, most of the recovery was like almost immediate I mean, within a couple of, three or four months. So that's what I like about it. it you can get some more income, but it, it is pretty volatile. You know, it's going to move around quite a bit. And uh, I used to use them a lot more frequently, especially when uh, interest rates weren't looking like they're going to look up, go up anytime soon. Um, but uh, in fact, I might have to even revisit that. But my point was, you know, I was getting back when I was using them pretty heavily, the income was over 10%. I think when I first started buying them, they were like 11%. Now they're, uh, it's around 4.9 or it's close to five, but that's a long way away from 10 or 11%. And that's my point. CDs were paying 6%. Can't get a 6% CD anymore. That that's the primary reason that you gotta, you're going to have to rely on stocks And you're probably going to have to rely on some sort of an annuity to generate the kind of income you need in retirement. Now, if you're young and you don't need income right away, then great. I would get diversified stock portfolios, try to balance it out between value and growth. The uh, growth funds have been smoking the value funds over the past five, six years. Uh, When I'm looking at the scans today, it's all value stocks. And a uh, guy called in, talk about a good call. One of my clients called in, I don't know, it's probably three or four weeks ago, and started buying energy stocks. And I'm looking and I'm going, wow, that, that was a, uh, the timing was uh, pretty good on that, I think. And, and I wish I had the, uh, could pull up the, oh, I forgot what the symbol was on the uh, energy ETF. But anyway, I was thinking uh, that, that was pretty good timing because the, the, the prices on all this stuff have shot up significantly because of the war and the, the shorter rations. But And I don't even know what kind of uh, um, impact that's had. Let's see. Let's, let's take a look at BP just for the heck of it. Yeah, well, BP had dropped in 2020 when the you know, same thing with all the other uh, stocks it's nowhere near where it was in 2018. It's 48 bucks, and it's about 29. It's fallen back a little bit here this week. Uh, I'm sure because the supply chain itself. It's not the demand for oil. The demand for oil is really high, and the price on it is really high. It's the supply chain's being able to deliver it. So it's had a uh, rough month uh, or so. But I think you know going forward, uh, and that's one of the reasons I like exchange traded funds rather than trying to pick individual stocks. 
one of the worst feelings in the world is getting the economy right, getting the industry right, and missing on the stock. <laughs> you get the one or two stocks that don't do well in the entire group, <laughs> you're going to feel bad. So uh, anyway, it, it's a lot easier today. If you if you wanted to overweight something like that, there are ways of doing it. Instead of buying individual stocks, you can buy baskets of stocks. Those are called exchange-traded funds. Uh, you can read the prospectus, find out exactly what they're doing with the money, and uh, so that you know what you're getting, you can actually look up the actual holdings in the fund. I've got all this software, by the way, that does this for me. So uh, it's it's really cool. Um, you can see that, too, if you want to set an appointment and come in and talk about your situation. But uh, you know, and having said all that, I was uh, I'm getting people who have been requesting that I spend more time on stocks. And, and I got to tell you, uh, right now, um, there's not a ton of stuff that I would be looking at just because of what's going on uh, in Russia right now. There's there are too many unknowns. There are some look, good-looking stocks that are coming up on the screens that I run, and I can tell you that there are a lot more companies that are uh, in old economy stocks, and by that I mean, you know, um, here, let me go through the list here. Oil and gas, that, that has been coming up. Surprisingly enough, uh, grocery stores have been coming up. That That's pretty funny. And we've got, here's the uh, growers, uh, packaged food growers. You know, they, over the past you know, three, uh, I think 60 to 90 days, they're in the top 10% of all stocks. Now, will that keep going that way? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I just know right now that's what they're doing. And I can see why, because they're, the valuations on these stocks are pretty low. So you've got low valuations and this, the share prices are moving upward. That makes me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> and you'll see that the value-oriented funds are the ones that are, are leading right now because they're the ones that were buying these types of stocks because their price-to-earnings ratios, price-to-sales ratios are lower. Uh, their businesses are, are still going strong um, despite everything that's been happening. Now, that can change at any time. But uh, the bottom line is it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm... Uh, a little bit excited to see that you know this these sectors are starting to participate because they've been woefully behind the others and it's very painful uh to watch that happen especially when you know that you have to hold on to some money in those industries uh just because that's the way that it works you know that not everything works at the same time that's that's one of the ideas behind diversification uh if i know that Value-oriented stocks have a tendency to underperform for long time periods, and then they have a, t- a, a tendency to outperform by a lot, but it's over a quickly, a, a very short time period. Well, instead of me trying to guess or forecast when that's going to happen, which is almost impossible, I'm going to say it is impossible to do well uh, and, and to do it more than once, but you, the other option is to hang on to it and keep adding to it over the time. So when you have profits in your growth-oriented funds. If you rebalance your portfolio, maybe once every other year or so, it doesn't even have to be every six months or every year. You just do it every every couple of years. If the growth is done really well, you add some t- money to the value. Uh, you're going to feel foolish sometimes because you've added to the value and then it continues to underperform, but eventually it puts in a time period like it's been putting in over the past few months and it'll close that gap and it'll help out your returns. It actually reduces some of the volatility a little bit and increases your returns. So you got uh, two things going for you there. And I've got about two minutes here. Um, so again, 
I, I just want to let everybody know, I've got a really quick, if you want to do a retirement checkup, uh, you're not that fond of getting on and putting all your information on the uh, websites online, and you can call me. I can do it on the phone. I can do it in about 10 or 15 minutes. All you have to know is how much investments you have and what you might be getting in a pension or Social Security. And uh, literally, I can do that under two minutes. <laughs> oh, you have to know how old you are, too. <laughs> and uh, the reason I put that little tidbit in there is I keep forgetting how old I am. <laughs> I have to do the math. <laughs> Let me see. 2022 minus 1963. The, uh, it is hilarious. I, um, I feel much older, <laughs> by the way. But anyway. So I hope everybody uh, does have a good, safe week. And I know try not to worry that that's easy to say, uh, very difficult to do. I, I really believe we'll, we'll come out of this and we're going to be better for it. The entire world will actually be better at some point in time. And it is forcing a lot of, of advancement. I mean, a lot of things that, that we were working on uh, technologically, have the processes have been sped up the same way that the coronavirus sped up all the medical advances. And you know how much progress they've made in such a short time period? I've, I've, nobody's started to do those studies yet, but I can't wait for them to come out because you're gonna see, you'll see. Yeah, wow, we rose to the occasion. Well, yeah, you know, no kidding. <laughs> if you've been listening to my show, you know we'll do that. Um, be, why? Because we're people. You know, that's what we do. Uh, we just keep pushing forward and trying to improve. And uh, anybody that doesn't believe that hasn't been paying attention for the last couple hundred years. <laughs> Anyway, I uh, hear the music. That means the show is definitely over. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good week, good, uh, good investing, and good luck. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.